This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new pure leaf blackberry iced tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Show part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. As always, we are doing a moif today with Chris and Noel. And I know last we spoke, we were going to do homework, which we've now. So, what we're talking about for anybody who didn't listen to last week's episode is we're trying to change up the moif format so it's not just a list of topics that we're our, our supercomputer is generating, but rather a list of tasks. Things to eat, things to do, things to watch, things to cook, things to read that we're all going to try to accomplish each week. We're trying to come up with a name for it. But for anybody who was expecting us to follow up on that this week, uh, what happened, Dave? I didn't do any of it. (laughs) (laughs) And and honestly, guys, if this was a class, this is exactly what would have happened. I would have shown up to a class and I was like, oh, my God, we had a paper due today. Right. And like you were there. And I was like, right. oh my God, you're right. I totally forgot about it. And you're getting an insight as to how I could have done so poorly in school. <laughs> it was my idea to begin with. And I, I honestly was too busy. My dog ate my homework excuse, but I was on the road. I was traveling. I was barely home. Um, I threw my back out and um, I did zero homework. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, uh, I, didn't, I did nothing. And, and uh, that's where I'm at. So we're going to, I'm asking for everyone's patience until I can get halfway on the list. But I will say it's not like I didn't try, Noel. We tried. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You're saying that you're just trying to accomplish half of the list before next week? Well, 
I think he's trying to accomplish any of the lists. Any of this. I've just mm. said half as an expression of like a, a okay. considerable amount. Okay. Okay. So okay. Wait. Just to just to I wanna I wanna extend this. Well, let's let's go. Let's review the list really quick for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. Again, the list from last week was you can accomplish. We, we were going to try to accomplish as many of these things as possible. Go to a diner and order a dinner entree, one of the top five most expensive things, the lobster, the steak, the shrimp, that sort of stuff. Visit a chain or fast food restaurant you've never been to. Visit a juice bar and buy a green juice, not a smoothie, the healthiest juice on the menu. Watch the Iron Chef episode with Pierre Gagnier. Buy and cook beets, cook an oxtail dish. Read the New York Times article from last year about Brian Scalabrini being challenged to pick up basketball games. Find a box of Biscoff cookies in the wild eat at a hot and juicy or boiling crab style restaurant, make Dave's any frozen vegetable with mayo and cheese baked dip, uh, watch an episode of Is It Cake and score yourself on how you do and watch all five Twilight movies. I also wanted to just extend this uh, Dave is a poor student metaphor because in this, in this instance, Dave is not only the student, he's also the teacher and the principal and he's granting himself a one week extension on this, <laughs> on this homework assignment. So, That's true. We started with like what three items, and a one Dave Chang wanted to add so many more <laughs> in the week to accomplish. Well, <sighs> but like Dave showed up at school and he was like, "Oh crap, today's the final!" And then like someone pulled the fire alarm, so he's just like mm -hmm. living easy. Noelle, on the other hand, was texting me like the two hours before this recording, just like photos of her eating. <laughs> chain fast food while watching is it cake then like running out and eating at another place like trying to cram everything mm -hmm. so noelle basically pulled an all-nighter and then showed up and then bad dave chang pulled the fire alarm at school even though noelle was up all night studying i was so sad i really thought that i would be the one with the least amount of things because i too was traveling and so wasn't really home didn't plan my week around this and sure enough now i'm just overly ready for next week. <laughs> so Dave, is it okay to say next week? Can next week be a long enough extension? I'm on the road again. So <laughs> I think this is what I you know I can knock out. How many Twilight movies are there? Five. Five. I can do a juice bar. Chain fast food restaurant I already knocked out by, by luck. <laughs> I did read the Brian Scalabrine article. So I've done some. I did. I did not find. I, I was going to say I I did eat a Biscoff cookie in the air, but I did not go to the supermarket. I did not eat at a juicy, hot and juicy or all you can eat shrimp place. Um, I did not even make my own recipe. I thought about it and um, watch an episode of Is It Cake and score yourself. I did not even do that. And I definitely did not watch all five Twilight movies, but I think that I can do that for sure. So. Don't I'm do that. Go, I, if you're going to concentrate, don't, don't, don't uh, prioritize the Twilight one. I, I think the only one that I don't know if I'll be able to be able to do. Oh my God, I did cook beets. I didn't take photo, <laughs> but I, I made that for Gus. I literally bought some at the, uh, at the green market yesterday. I bought some Tayoga beets and I made him beet puree. All right. Do we even need an extension? Pixar didn't some, happen. Pixar yeah, didn't happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna send you pics. It's yellow. Uh -huh. One week extension, Dave. One no, week. I've actually, I've done, I've done. I've done three. I've done three. Yeah, that's an F minus minus. Is that it passing? Should also, it should no. also be noted, though, that Dave did one of them because Lala, one of the producers on this show, made sure that he accomplished a task while traveling. And then 
Also, in fairness to Dave, when I saw him last week, we tried to go to a diner together and get a dinner entree, but the diner that we walked by was closed. Oh my God. So, none so we of these are acceptable We went to a steakhouse. Can we talk about that? My first, second steakhouse in almost three years. It's relatively lackluster, I have to say. It was. It really was. It, wasn't, it, was, it, was, it didn't match the scintillating conversation. Uh, of Noel, myself, and and our good friend Serena from Momofuku did not even reach the, the the level of interesting conversation. It was awesome, and I don't know if any food, quite frankly, could have matched up to our conversation. But I won't say which steakhouse. I was excited because we were hungry. We we're looking for a diner. I didn't find it because the one that we wanted to go to was closed. And I thought, eh, why don't we just get a steak at a steakhouse? And we went to a local steakhouse. It really wasn't the Peter Luger experience that I was hoping. The telltale sign of trouble was the TV show wasn't playing the NBA Minnesota uh, Memphis game, game seven. They were playing Tucker Carlson. Oh, my God. That was, that was, <laughs> that was brutal. That's, red, that's red literally brutal. the opposite. That's the opposite of the Memphis uh, Timberwolves game. The shrimp cocktail, lackluster. <laughs> was it just, okay, so the, so far the ambiance sounds terrible. And the food was terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was a steakhouse. But I'm wondering, are my standards now just higher than, than before? Because like, I was grateful. The steak was okay. It wasn't amazing. Hey, what's your steak order? We got, it, we, we got the porterhouse medium rare. Hmm. And it's not, it, it is not a popular, popular one. In fact, I think it's sort of even a chain restaurant. So I don't want to name names. But the thing that I think Noel and I were mostly disappointed with, and listen, Restaurants can have down, we can have bad meals. I, I've cooked them. We've all cooked them. We've been to them. I get it. But I can still leave a little bit disappointed. I thought the meat was fine. Two things for me were like deflating. One was the iceberg wedge was the least iceberg wedge thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why well, was, what, <laughs> what made it, not a, was it not a wedge? It felt like a portion you would get on an airline. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd yeah. agree. I, 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 I was like, where's the beef? Right. Where's the fucking beef? I, so I like, was, what, what percentage, what fraction of a whole head of lettuce should a wedge salad be? It's really half. Half a, half a head. Yeah, because once you sh- share, like, shave it down a little bit, mm-hmm. it's not really a wedge anymore. It's like a, it's like a, like a, like a flat mountain. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, like mm. a, not, like a low peak mountain because uh-huh. it's got so much surface area on both sides. Uh-huh. So this is my benchmark for a steakhouse. Again, just, just me for the wedge salad. Just this is gonna sound crazy, but for those that understand that are in the club, so to speak, understand this is the benchmark for the cob salad at a steakhouse. When you order the cob salad, it comes with a blue cheese dressing with you know some maybe red onions, tomatoes, and bacon. This is the benchmark. You there's so much bacon on this. Cobb salad, not Cobb salad, the wedge salad, that you don't have to order this, the, the customary side of bacon. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Yeah, it's been taken care of on your salad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like that was it. What did we have to do, Noel? We have to order a side of bacon. That's right. I think That's it's an right. unwritten contract between steakhouse and customer that it's if you order the vegetable, the salad, right, that honestly is just a vehicle for the bacon and ranch dressing or blue cheese dressing. You should get rewarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the is the cup of a carpenter. We chose the cup of a carpenter, right. and we got paid in sawdust, not eternal so, life. 
<laughs> so the command, so commandment one of Dave Chang's wedge salad is that the salad shall be no less than 30% bacon. Yeah. If you put it, if you tear it down on a scale without the plate, the bacon weighs more than the actual salad and the dressing. <laughs> okay. Whoa, so okay. by weight, the bacon should account for 51% of the salad. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Like that's a clearly an exaggeration. What I'm just trying to say convey is that the bacon should be at a, an amount where you don't feel like guys, I think we need to get some bacon. It's like, whoa, I'm so glad we got the salad. You know what I'm talking about? Like, whoa, wow. Yeah. I'm so glad we got the salad. So let me get, there's nothing about the steakhouse that was bad. Everything was really good. It just wasn't like, it, it, it didn't hit the notes for me. Uh, more, more likely than that, Dave, is when, you're, when your side of bacon comes out and you're like, shit, we didn't need this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really what it yes. is. <laughs> it was not about abundance. It wasn't right. about abundance. It was, it, that was like a straight failure to me. And and the last one was, I asked for hash browns, and Noel astutely pointed out, no, 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 we're gonna get just pump puree. You're gonna get mashed potatoes. That's it. We're not getting hash browns. I was like, whoa, why not? She said, because they're probably not gonna be soggy. They're probably baked in an oven. I said, wow, she's on it. Snack master knows she's mm-hmm. probably gonna steakhouse master too. While you're at it, right? <laughs> Steak master. And I said, oh, maybe you're right. Like. You know, I, I love those. Cr- I love hash browns of all sorts. It's not like uh, you know, if you get a good hash brown steakhouse or like a Joe Stone steakhouse uh, um, hash brown type of thing, it's just wonderful. A lot of clarified butter. It smells like nothing but burn clarified butter. It has that distinct smell of like almost like institutional food, but it's so good, mm-hmm. crunchy, so so crunchy that it might cut the top of your mouth. You know what I mean? Like it's really good and delicious. I was hoping for that. What I got, what we got instead was, was not nice. Would you agree, Noel? It wasn't what I wanted. No. No. I wanted something crispy, crunchy. I know what it was. It was, leftover, it was leftover pom puree that was piped out with some vegetables in it Ugh. into a cast iron, small cast iron skillet. Ugh. Yeah. And it got so a little bit crunchy, but it wasn't like, again, like, there was nothing wrong with it. Everything was fine. Even the even the wet salad was fine. But it was again like going to Berlin, Germany and then seeing how they actually internalize American barbecue. You're like, "Whoa, that's not barbecue." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They do make some crispy potatoes though. Yeah. What uh let me ask you this. Whether you're at this steakhouse or or Peter Luger or Keens or whatever, are you Keens. Peter Luger's. <laughs> are you generally Sharing the meat course, though, like you don't generally go and just like everyone. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think that people were like when I go. I don't order a steak per person. That seems excessive. Or am I wrong? Steak for it was steak for three, but we didn't even finish the steak. We ordered steak for two, but three of us ate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was a porterhouse for two. But if you go to like Luger's, do you each order your own steak? No, it used to be that way when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, but now you can't. Are you religiously devoted to the Luger burger, as some people are? So so good. Peter Luger's burger is delicious. I'm a Keen's Peter Luger's uh, person. And I grew up, my first restaurant actually was at Sam and Harry's Steakhouse in, in D.C. So I've been around the block, at least with some steakhouses. And I think there is a version of it in people's mind of what a steakhouse should be. And you know what I miss is the throwback where we should hopefully go back to is where they would wheel out the cuts of meat to you. 
Mm. I don't know if you guys mm. are old enough to do that, but I remember with my dad, a lot of the people he used to work with would wind up being at other steakhouses. That's how I wound up at Salmon and Harry's. Salmon Harry's, I don't think ever did it, but Morton's used to do that, the chain. I think Ruth Chris used to do that. They would wheel out the cuts of meat. Sparks used to do that as well. I think there's something about that that I like. You see that in a lot of the Japanese um, Wagyu steakhouses. They'll give you the lineage and the and the whole sort of story behind it. And you can choose how much you want and they'll cut it and they'll weigh it down there right at the table. So I, I would love to see that make a comeback. I don't know why we've gotten rid of it. I love the pre-cooking selection reveal thing. That's great. What I don't necessarily like as much as I like that is the here's your cooked food wow, it's beautiful. And then you whisk it away and then it comes back portioned for you. You mean the, the old bait and switch? <laughs> the old bait and switch, right? It's a bait you mean and the, switch. You mean, the show, you mean the show chicken? The show beef? <laughs> <laughs> the show chicken, yeah. man. The stunt fan chicken. Of, fan of all servers around the world. The stunt chicken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they show it and they're like, yeah, you know, like the, the table adds it on and then like the kitchen knows that it's a 90 minute pickup. The server's like, yeah, no problem. We'll add that on right away. And they come back and be like, I need that right away. Look, I gave them the show. Look, I just showed them it's done. It, it, servers around the world have fucked the kitchen. Right, trying to pad their check average by saying like, <laughs> oh, do you want that chicken that's just cooked that every table scene? Right. You want I get that, that for you, no problem. I, I get right that now. for you, no problem. Right. Yeah. How come the one that you brought out here was so much browner than this one? <laughs> uh, it's, part of the, it's part of the carving process. It loses some color in the carving. Which is why I'm so proud of the Major Domo boiled chicken. What you see is what you get. No stunts. It's bo- the fucking boiled chicken. <laughs> you guys, you guys do your own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pain in the ass pickup. I'll say that. Um, but no, I, 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 I do. I think there's something about steak houses. It is a celebration, right? It's one of those things, and I don't think it's just the steakhouse. Chris knows this. Even when we were doing Ugly Season, Ugly Delicious Season Two, the idea of eating a steak. Is 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 about sacrifice, about suffering, and you're paying. You know that that idea of eating meat, I think, is just in our DNA. Whether you're a vegan or not, it's like that's just where we came from, and I think that's a celebratory thing. And our celebration was eating at the steakhouse because the diner we wanted to eat at was not open, so that's how we celebrated. We mm-hmm. we really earned it. Well, I'm we're, proud of you guys for it. trying trying to do your homework. You tried. Yeah. How about you, Chris? How? Far down the list did you get? Without I got I got naming. pretty far. I got okay. I think I I think I got a passing grade, but I'll 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 uh some of these are not really accessible to me, honestly, in the Bay Area. These are more yeah. of New York and LA things, but I, I'll I'll get around to it. Okay. Should we should we switch over to some actual moif topics? One more one more traditional moif before we officially change to the um treasure hunting, scavenger hunting mode. Yeah. Sure. All right. Can you is the uh, is the supercomputer still able to be booted up, Noel? Yeah, I get least super computer. Did you guys? Are you guys fans of the new Batman or not? Because that's the way we brought up the Twilight. You still haven't seen it. Number one, he's a now I get it. He's a handsome guy. He's a very good looking guy. Yeah, very handsome guy and very buff now. Very. Yeah. Robert P. And why can British people do such good American accents, but American people can do such shitty fucking British accents is beyond what, me. what are you on about, David? Mm. <laughs> what is all right, put him rank him in the Batmans for me good before on you, I watch mate. it. No, that's Aussie. <laughs> that's why Americans can't do it, because we have no fucking idea what's happening. Uh. What rank the rank the put Robert put Bobby P in the in the pantheon of Batmans for me. 
Robert Pattinson, I I think in most who do you think is more attractive? They're all attractive men. Ben Affleck is straight at the bottom. Ben Affleck at the bottom of the Batman. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go George Clooney number one, Val Kimmer number two, Michael Keaton number three, Patrick Bateman number four, Robert <laughs> Pattinson number five, and uh, and then Ben Affleck number six. That's my that's my top so, six. <laughs> he's very handsome, but he's the second to worst Batman. Oh, I think it's all the full package. It's the movie. It's the looks. It's all. But you're saying is, is Robert Pattinson the second worst of the Batman's? Where did I put him? Number five. Yeah, you put mm-hmm. George Clooney number one. <laughs> you don't want to put it number one because like it's so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny. That's why it is just so bad. If you haven't watched it, that's why it's like wow. George yeah. Clooney was that guy. Yeah. Most people would put him dead last. <laughs> But people forget about Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's so good. I like Kilmer's Batman. That was an era when there was no coronavirus, no pandemic, no nothing. It was a simpler time of just like stupid shit. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with and that. I remember the, the biggest conversation back then with George Clooney, you know, Val Kilmer and George Clooney era Batmans was a nipple. They put right. nipples on the bat. That's how, that's how uh, fruitless and, and, and boring the world was. Yeah. We have to have the whole world's attention on. They put a nipple on the Batman suit. Now, like the big celebrity controversy was like Chris O'Donnell wanted a bigger cod piece. What a quaint time. What a quaint time it was. Chris O'Donnell, such a wholesome American boy. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) Captain, my captain. (laughs) Don't forget, he was the last motherfucker to stand up on his chair, peer pressured in. He'd never even believed it, Robert Williams. Never even believed it. (laughs) What what, What were we talking about? We were talking about Batman now? Batman. Who's your top Batman? Mine's George Christian, Clooney. I like Christian Bale, man. Yeah, it's Bale. It's Bale for me. Oh, I don't, this, is a, like, this, as, this is a, a Discord Batman. vote. This is a Discord vote. Clearly as a I'm movie, the Nolan Batmans are the best, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. It's just an extension. It's just a continuation of American Psycho. As great as they are, it's hard to like not see that. Yeah, but like Batman is basically American Psycho, if you really think well, about it. Well, the best thing about the George Clooney Batman is like, his other character that when he wasn't playing Batman was the doctor on ER. That's the continuation. <laughs> that was the metaverse. People don't know that. That you're was the just, multiverse. Oh, it was a crossover episode crossover. is what you're saying. It's oh. so far ahead of its time, they didn't even know. They should have made Robin Noah Wiley then. <laughs> just completed the whole vision. Anyway, I'm not even high. I'm just telling you random shit. I don't know if you guys ever caught when Robert, Robert, wow, Robert Pattinson was filming Batman. This was sometime during early days of COVID. GQ ran an article on him and during the interview, he cooked for the interviewer. And so if I remember correctly, this story, the story goes, he got some, a bunch of stuff from his bodega. He put penne pasta into the microwave for like eight minutes takes it out, and if I'm not mistaken, like dumps a ton of sugar on it, then wraps that in foil and thinks that he's putting it into the oven. It's actually a microwave. So Mm -hmm. walks away from it, and there's a whole fire that starts behind him. (laughs) But he, it was truly one of the funniest just series of events that could have happened. Um, but if you haven't read it, you definitely should. I mean, I, I read that's that narrative. Char- he's just—he's just a great actor. He was just in character the entire time. <laughs> in what character? 
whatever movie he's playing next. How do you expect a vampire to know how to make penne pasta? Okay? I mean, that's how convincing he is. This motherfucker's an actual vampire trying to cook. Vampires drink blood. This motherfucker doesn't know. He doesn't know how to make pasta. Uh, okay. Robert Pattinson, respect for it's being true, a man. character for Twilight after all these fucking years. In fact, you fooled everybody that you're now Batman. He was a vampire in that movie, right? He wasn't a werewolf. He's a vampire. Vampire, yeah. And now he's a bat. Dave is onto something here. And now he's just transformed See? into a bat. This, this is the most one-dimensional actor in the world. <laughs> he can only be he's a played the same part every fucking movie. No one's ever connected the dots. <laughs> oh my god. How should a vampire know how to make penne pasta if I can destroy me? That's very good. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, moif it up. Let's get some let's get some opinions as fact here. Okay, okay. Well, we had our little pod production meeting earlier today and when we found out that Dave did not go through his list of tasks for the week, he actually ended up coming up with a couple of moif topics himself for today for discussion. So, the first one being what is the optimal time to wake up? And what does that look like? What did that look like at different stages in your life? So I'm of the, now Hugo, who's three, is always now saying, he just says constantly, when I get older, <laughs> as like, when I, that I can do, when I get older, when I get older, and now I'm trying to tell him like, I want to get younger. You know, I'm, I've reached that point where you don't understand when someone older is telling you like, oh, they want to get old. What? No, I just want to be older. When I was around that age. I could wake up at any point of time and be totally wide awake. I would wake up at six in the morning. I never slept in, ever. I never didn't even know how because I would be so excited to do something. I would be so excited to uh, watch Saturday morning cartoons or, you know, whatever. Um, high school, it was 
literally how do I stay in as late as humanly possible and get to class as late as humanly possible. In college, it was, well, if I, I have to drop these classes or change my classes because I can't get to any class that's before 1230. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and then waking up in, in my twenties really was going to bed around four or five in the morning and waking up around 11. Right. <laughs> Zooming in on that college thing really quick, that, that college era where it was like, well, I missed my 11 o'clock cause I'm still sleeping Well, I missed the 12 cause I'm still sleeping. Can you, like, which is like fine, right? Back then, it was just like that's what we do. We're college students. We just sleep through all our classes and roll out of bed at one, and hopefully, still make it to the dining hall in time. Can you imagine how dark it would be <laughs> if you woke up at twelve thirty or one, Dave, and just had missed most of your fucking day because you were asleep? Can you? How dark is that now? That's so dark. If we miss, if if like Noel, we were just like, oh, where's Dave? He's not on the ten o'clock morning call. Oh, he'll be on the pod production call at 11. No, he's not here. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> he just went about one, Dave. That'd be insane. What has happened to me? That was the best version of me. No, it can't be. That's yeah. so dark. The it's best so version dark. of me. It was so, no, I don't think that's dark. That is, that's a, that's just bring. I literally had to look out to the window and be like, oh man, that was awesome. Just wistfully recalling the time when he could just sleep away his responsibilities. I guess when you put it that way, it's nice, but like that is yeah, now when you're an adult, now, that's the reason not cool. I brought that up to you guys is now I go through phases where those that know me might get an email from me. There'd be maybe a stretch where I would wake up at like four o'clock and start sending emails at four thirty. And you know, with kids, you're you're everything changes. Then there'll be phases where I can wake up and I might work out early in the morning and be uh, alert. Now I'm currently at a place where I'm waking up at 7.20, There was also periods just because you're getting older, you have to go to the bathroom. I think Chris has just hit that stage of, of prostate age. Um, I've now tried to train myself much like I've trained Hugo to not drink anything past 5 p.m. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, right. I, I, I mean, just, you know, but like I now wake up around seven o'clock and if you wake up at seven o'clock, your day's already shot. There's no point in doing anything. If I woke up at 7 a.m. at any other point in my life, it'd be like adding five more hours. I have 29 hours a day. That's what it would feel like. <laughs> You know, now it's like, oh man, I really should have gotten up an hour ago because even now it's like, I can't get anything done. If I get up early, all I want to do is start working out at 5.45 in the morning. That would like really help me out throughout the day. I can't do it. I want to wake up. I want to wake up at 5.30. In fact, when I do wake up at 5.30, not that I don't, I can't get out of bed. Hmm. I can't. It's like a magical force. It's like, you're not. You're not doing this. I know you're thinking about doing this, but motherfucker, (laughs) he's like, time is undefeated. You are definitely not getting out of bed. You've done this maybe less than five times on your own volition in your life. (laughs) What time, what time does Hugo generally get up? Today, he woke up at eight, which is late. Wow. Because I had him fully exhausted yesterday. Um, But usually he gets up at six o'clock. Abba! Screaming, shouting. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, can I tell you another thing? Why waking up? Lala will appreciate this. When I had to go to New York, usually I take a red eye. I took a, a six in the morning flight. This is last week. This is how my whole week started, which is why I'm here today with my back thrown out. I have zero idea what the fuck's going on. I don't think I've recovered. I packed everything, uh, packed my, my, my luggage, blah, blah, blah. And I leave at three o'clock. No. Yeah. 
three fifty, I get I, I get a, a car to pick me up and take me to LAX. Four thirty rolls around, and I'm going through everything, and I realize like, oh fuck, I feel like I forgot something. Sure enough, I forgot my wallet. I brought everything, mm-hmm. and like halfway to the airport, because now Apple has that goddamn do not disturb phone thing. You can't call anybody in emergency. <laughs> I had to do I had to set off an alarm to wake up Grace <laughs> on 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 like the nest thing. Wait, this is how you accomplished it? Yeah. You did remotely set an alarm to wake yeah. Grace up from Woke up also everybody in the house. <laughs> First of all, that's fucking resourceful, man. No, what was resourceful is the problem is this. Like there was so much happening that if I missed this flight, I was in deep shit. Right. And if I didn't get my ID, because I was going to uh, St. Louis on another, there was no way I was totally fucked for 72 hours. Like I needed this. And if I didn't get on that six o'clock flight, I was fucked. So I needed a miracle. So either way, I was going to get on that flight. And if I didn't get my ID, I was going to have Grace like going to have to get on a plane and drop it off for me. There was no, there was no win. So I had to debate like how pissed off I was going to make everybody. So anyway, long strike cut short by the grace of God, I made it happen. I was the last person on the plane. I ran through fucking the airport, like a lunatic. I got my air, like she, she woke up and drove my license to me. So grace, I've apologized to you every day since that happened. I'm so sorry. Sounds like it was less the by the grace of God and more by the God of grace. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> she, I, I'm in, I, I, I owe her big time. Anyway, the whole waking up bit was like, there are phases in my life where I probably would have woken up at three o'clock, no problem. Like if I was in like a real like manic thing, I just don't even sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so I feel like my sleeping personally changes with my my mania or whatever state I'm in. And that oscillates so much. And I'm currently in a, a normal phase. I just want to wake up. I want to do something, but I can't because I'm lazy. All right. So you asked, you asked, the question was optimal. Are you in, is this your optimal? If you could maintain this schedule, I want to like do the this? Marky Mark. I want the Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg schedule where somehow I think I've read that he wakes up at like two 30 and he starts working out. He gets breakfast and then he works out at three, works out for like two hours, then he has breakfast and then he works out again, goes to bed at like seven. I admire the maximization of every fucking minute of his day. And I try to wake up at three o'clock to make a four o'clock car and I forgot my fucking wallet. It was like I couldn't even move. I want to be able to go to bed early. I want to be able to, I want this, but I can't. But so whether it's like Wahlberg or any of these sort of like life hacker type of people who are just like, let me maximize every ounce of the day. Like you look at that and gen, I mean, like, I think we all look at it with like some level degree of admiration, just like, oh, obviously like this person's got a six pack and they like get a lot of shit done and they're a scratch golfer and blah, blah, blah. And they, they're, prayer game is on point but do you actually look at that life and think like i want that life hmm. you do yeah i do no i, I don't want to I, I i like it i like it interesting you know what i mean like don't you don't you I, am i weirdly I, I just think i'm like wow to be able to get up and those motherfuckers that go run like 12 miles in the morning how it's not a desirable life to me i don't know noel do you admire a like life maximalist somebody who's just like well i'm sitting here i might as well be like clenching my butt cheeks to tone those up while i'm doing this podcast <laughs> no it's not that you're not doing it. chris you're not doing your kegel exercises right now 
I mean, like, I'm always. You know, can in- I tell you why I like these podcasts? I just practice my Kegel exercises. You just practice your Kegels? If I don't, then I just pee. So I have to just be constantly in Kegel. The only reason to do podcasts isn't to speak to you all. It's to practice my Kegels. Just like this is fine. Dave is just doing Kegels. Aye, aye, aye. That's insane, man. I don't, I don't know, know what muscles the Kegel uh, strengthens, but mine, they're like Arnold Schwarzenegger, peak Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. Strong. <laughs> I don't know what I'm squeezing what? down there, but it is, I'm squeezing something and it is working. It is working. <laughs> so Chris, that's why I don't have to go to the bathroom at five in the morning. Like you you got to practice your Kegels, dude. <laughs> I'm just- all right. Oh. All right. So I guess I'll, I didn't. You don't I didn't have to be know. strong. There's only one place in the world you need to be strong and have muscles, Chris. <laughs> and those are the muscles that the Kegels work out. I, I didn't know. See, like this. This is are like you one of those things. Right now, just do it while you're talking. You can do two things at once. <laughs> this is like. This is we had this conversation when I was like, we were a year and a half into the pandemic, and I was like, wait, you guys have all been working out and losing weight this whole time? And just like now, I'm just like Dave's like, wait, you haven't been squeezing your pelvic floor this whole time? You've been podcasting? What are you even doing? Yeah, it's it's all the rage for... these days. Yeah, Kegels, 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 Kegels. All right, what else? <laughs> now that we've answered, the, rails, yeah. no. that we've answered <laughs> the question of ideal wake-up time. No, and, and I said, the reason I bring this up is I'm trying to get some kind of like rhythm. I don't work service. I, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm basically like a suburban dad now. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. What I found out is that there's more and more people wherever I go, now that the world is like, you're seeing people, they're drinking coffee at like dinner mm. or like after dinner. In New York, I don't think I've ever seen that. But outside New York, I feel it's a, a growing trend that I see. Maybe it's just a Southern California thing. People drinking fully leaded coffee at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Coffee shop coffee or like after dinner coffee? After dinner coffee. Mm-hmm. And I've never even understood decaf coffee. I understand. Listen, the reason why look, I can understand non-alcoholic beer, athletic, that's a wholly different story, right? It's like it's a beverage. You know, when drinking decaffeinated coffee as a beverage, you're, you're not, what, the, what is the point of that? You love, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get that. Right. But when they choose fully leaded, like our good friend, Chris Chen, who drinks fully leaded coffee at any time of the fucking day. I mean, it's, it is a stimulant. You're basically drinking a tiny bump of cocaine and you're going to bed. Like, who, who are these people? So it makes me wonder, like, do these people have giant drug problems at home? Do they take downers? Are they taking Ambien? Right. Like, how do you go to bed when you're just fucking fully loaded of caffeine? Maybe Chris Chen is like Moon Knight and he's just like under the grip mm. of night terrors and he's just trying to stay awake <laughs> all night long by drinking coffee. I don't know. Does coffee, will coffee, if you were to drink a night nighttime coffee, would you 100% be wired? 100%. And the only way to counteract that is 25 to 30 milligrams of <laughs> indica edibles. The right. only way. Or three, three foot gravity bong. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the gravity bong returns. The three foot gravity There's bong no returns. There's no way I'd be able to go to bed. And I don't understand it. I'm seeing this and I'm like, what the fuck? How? How do you how does that not fuck up your schedule? Do some stereotyping for me though. Are you are the is there some kind of unifying thing between the people you're seeing? Are they all like young people who are actually going out and doing stuff? They're like adults, they're like parents too. Like I don't understand it. What am I missing out? Are these people like working out? Like is there a secret life? Is this like pulp fiction where you there's a whole secret life underbelly to to life that I'm missing? Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. 
you think there's just like eyes wide shut masquerade balls where people are just like drinking espresso? Something's happening. Like, yeah. how do people go to bed? Or how are people getting all this shit done before six in the morning? How many people are doing the Marky Wahlberg bullshit? I think less than I think less than we are led to believe. I don't know about that. Shit. Hmm. I think the people that run marathons, guess what? Yeah. If they're willing to run 26.2 miles, they're willing to get up at four in the morning. Now I'm also wondering, are we the minority here? Are we the people that are just so lazy that are just, ugh. I mean, you know what's funny? Despised by everyone else because they're getting shit done. I can barely bring myself to drive 26.2 miles. (laughs) I'm just like, that's too far. That's too much work. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying like this whole coffee thing, I'm just questioning a lot of things. And I don't, I question how, when I wake up, can I, can I be more productive in the daytime? Like Bob Iger, the former CEO of Disney was famous for getting up at like three in the morning and then reading every email and crushing work all the way to like breakfast. He would like, and that's how he got like one of the reasons he got super successful. He was just doing work when everyone else is sleeping. I love that. Hmm. And it's not, I'm not even a good sleeper. Hmm. Is there something about the coffee that's like supposed to, I mean, you said you have the counteracted with 30 milligrams of indica, but is the coffee also there to counteract the like sleepy post meal food coma? Is that part of it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you, an, are you a post dinner coffee this is, drinker? Yeah. This is where I tell you guys, I like coffee after dinner. See? Yeah. Oh, that's what I think. Noelle is one of those people. You see? Mm-hmm. I drink coffee after dinner. However, and I can go to bed after that. But if I drink coffee between 4 or 5 p.m., I'm almost guaranteed to stay up. It's almost in my head at this point where Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the coffee. It's just this like mentality that I've built up around it. And Chris, these people that drink coffee at night after dinner or like a couple shots of espresso at like 9 p.m., this weird group, and I say weird in like a proper way, fucking weirdos, right? <laughs> oh, it's relaxing. Fucking weirdos. They're like the group of people you find out, not that I've ever partaken in this stuff, that do cocaine, like in college or in like work, mm-hmm. where you're like, um, what I mean that is the people that do these kinds of uh, drugs, mm-hmm. these activities, try to keep it so, so hidden that- yeah. When you break into that circle, you look around and you realize, oh my God, this is the motliest of motley crews you could ever assemble. And they keep it like a secret. They share some activity that they know is going to be looked down upon and frowned upon by even their closest friends. So this bond that they have or some activity puts them together. I think these nighttime, there's probably a good overlap with the people that do these kinds of drugs and drink coffee at night. So Noel. I think you might have a cocaine problem. <laughs> because that's my Sherlock Holmes ergo deductions. Ergo, ergo Noel also <laughs> cocaine problem. I had this. I you know what? Now that you've put it in these in this term, that you you created this group that I recognize, like the sort of secretive group of people who live among and us. They lie. Sometimes they lie about a decaf. It's fully loaded. <laughs> they lie about the decaf. I mean. Small lies. I had this conversation with my wife my, with my wife in the last six months. I was like, "Am I? Do I give off a narc vibe?" And she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I just feel like 
my friends are like doing stuff, see, like really, not like a whole bunch of, not like going to see movies without me, but like my whole life, I'm just like, I know you're going into the other room to do cocaine right now. It's like, why don't you just tell me? I know you're drinking coffee. I know that's for yeah. like coffee. Why don't you just tell me? <laughs> well, and, and, and the reason I bring it up because I remember in college being in one of these rooms, right? I've experimented with a lot of things. And I remember looking at this room full of people thinking, they think I'm a narc. This guy's not here. He's, you know what I mean? It was, it was a weird assembly of people. And I've learned that every organization has this weird assembly of people. Mm. I think the late night coffee drinkers are part of that. And what I want to say, which is now throwing me off, all, like totally off my rocker on all of this stuff, is my wife's friend yesterday called her and asked about um, psilocybins and mushrooms. And the, I was like, who's calling? And the, my wife mentioned her friend. And I was like, that is as crazy as thinking like Michael Pollan would come out with a book about tripping and taking mushrooms, mm-hmm. like that, still is the most insane thing. Wait, what do you mean? Like, you're, like Grace's friend just did not seem no, in character for her. There's a straight as an arrow. Like to me, one of the greatest shocks in the world is Michael Pollan deciding to just become proponent for hallucinogenics, which is amazing. But like this person, I would never have assumed mm-hmm. would be interested, and that's when is this a sea change that's happening right now? Because it's freaking me out. There's more and more people now where I go about or I talk to, and I've been offered. Do you want to? I got a bag. I got, I got some, <laughs> I got some tea. I got some chocolate. I got uh, capsules. Like, yeah, we're at dinner, dude. <laughs> 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 <What the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> we're at dinner, dude. Whoa, our kids are right over there. Whoa. Yeah, shrooms, shrooms are on the rise. I feel like for sure, they're popping up everywhere. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and it's become so mainstream that I don't even know what is happening anymore. It, and I feel like a. Uh, like a Quaker right now to my friends. Mm-hmm. But is it the same thing? So, so the Here thing I you're am describing. them out. That's right. You thought so? <laughs> we knew we couldn't trust that fucking guy. We knew we couldn't bring him in the room. But it's different, right? Because it's, it's like you're saying that <laughs> coffee and cocaine people are like secretive, but shroom, shroom people are just like out I'm there. Sure people that are listening that are, that are thinking to themselves, coffee, coffee people are being secretive. It's for real. I think people don't understand that if you drink fully loaded coffee at night, it's not something you share with people. (laughs) Is that just me? I mean, I don't know. Noel is pretty forthcoming about it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big secret. You just drink coffee after dinner. It's not really not the end of the world. Well, maybe, maybe the fact that people are going to start taking mushrooms will be as commonplace or as normal as someone that drinks coffee late at night. And that's what I really think. I think we're headed towards that. As crazy as that sounds, I think that we're headed towards a point in our culture where it, it will be as commonplace as someone saying, oh yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a, a, a cup of coffee at 9 p.m. I really think that's happening. I don't understand how that's happening. And there are more and more people that are exploring the idea of guided trips yeah. and they're asking me and i had to tell them i have never had a guided trip <laughs> wait they're, they're just to be clear recreational just to be clear they're asking you to recommend a guide not guide their trips right no no gosh <laughs> we want their minds to be whole i don't want to because i the last person i want guiding me on my shroom trip is is you dave i'm sorry i just don't want to go to the let's, places you're... let's go look in this three-way mirror right I now don't... I don't want to go to the places that you're taking me, man. 
<laughs> Please don't take me there. I'm okay. So I, I find that to be fascinating in heart. Like, I, I love it because that just shows you how quickly cultural perceptions can change. And I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that more and more people are not even microdosing. They're just microdosing. I feel has been around, especially in LA, for a while now. All the times I've ever hung out in LA, you go to someone's home. I feel that it's like a normal thing. Now, people that are normal civilians, like a Michael Pollan, that decided to write an amazing book about it, are doing it. And I, I, I think that this is going to be something that people talk about more openly. What do you guys think? I mean, it's certainly in my social group, it has become more of a thing. I mean, like, you know, a lot of my friends have read How to Open Your Mind. That's the name of the book, right? Yeah. How to Open Your Mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, he, it's like a, it's a, it's like a 400 page advertisement, advertorial for <laughs> psilocybin and LSD. It like makes it seem amazing. Even when he's like, I licked a toad and it felt like I took a rocket ship into hell, but it was only 20 minutes. I was like, eh, I can, I can, mm. I can do a rocket ship to hell for 20 minutes. That sounds good to me. <laughs> but I want to, I mean, like, I've never done, I've never done like the, large dose guided thing that you're talking about. And the fact that you were saying your friends are asking about the guided one, I think people want to have that like, how do I commune with the ancient monkeys and stuff? People taking uh, ayahuasca. I have not taken ayahuasca, but I want to. I want to, but I also, here's the problem as a parent. What are you going to do? Right. Your son Mm -hmm. is, I I just can't do it yet. I I, I feel responsibility is taking hold of any kind of mind-bending, altering things that I want. That being said, I have been approved for a while, and I still haven't done it, for a ketamine clinic. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it yet. I would feel more comfortable. I would feel more comfortable with you doing a one-off ayahuasca trip than just being on ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) Just living on ketamine man. you know when i got my dna sequence for my brain yeah i'm a ketamine responder yeah and <laughs> i had to hide my excitement when right. told so i was mm, like you're okay. telling me this is even when i was in new york i i had a prescription to get ketamine dripped into me and i just said oh man that sounds uh, i don't know about that <laughs> Jumping for joy inside. Inside, I was. It was like getting prescribed Ritalin or something. I was like, yes, <laughs> fuck yeah. But you got to play it cool. It's like you just got dealt the royal flush, and you're like, mm, mm. okay, these are some cards. Okay. I, I, truth be told, I haven't done it yet. I have a. I never did it in New York, and I got prescribed right before the pandemic, and and then I have a prescription here in L.A. and just sitting here, and I haven't done it yet. So. Well, I mean, maybe I need to wake up at three in the morning to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That I would wake up. Let's just add it to the uh, Dave Chang show treasure hunt list for next week. (laughs) Just do an ayahuasca trip. I'm just going to say right now, I think that the future of mental health is going to be based around these drugs. 100%. I believe it to be true. Yeah. I think that and like, I I loved the part sort of like coming to terms with death and grief and all of that like i think it's it has a lot of interesting uses for sure well i'm glad we took this crazy turn to <laughs> psychedelics and death good job everybody good job five stars do you oh. want to do do you want to do one more or should we okay who's standing on the right side of history it's the person that's pre-rinsing their dishes before putting it in the dishwasher mm-hmm. or the people who are putting the dishes straight into the dishwasher no pre-rinse no pre-scrub. Well, I'm, a, I'm generally a pre-washer. Here's the logic, and maybe this logic is faulty. I feel like if I don't pre-wash, my dishwasher will not get the dishes fully cleaned. 
And I know certain instances, I'm just like, well, this is not coming off in there. That machine can't do what a human does. Now, for clarification, your pre-wash is just a rinse? Or is there any scrubbing that's involved here? Sometimes there's some scrubbing. Sometimes the plate is nearly, nearly fucking clean by the time it goes in the dishwasher, to be totally honest with you. And, but the logic is maybe faulty because really, isn't it better to just put them all in the dishwasher and then wash the ones that didn't get fully cleaned afterward? Hmm. Where are you at, Dave? I want to go one step before even the dishwasher to a real dilemma. And I think answers this to some degree. I find myself getting a side eye look from my wife if I take a dish. For example, yesterday I took out some rice and two bowls because we had some people over because I learned this from Steph Cheng's family. Remember, they had the two pots of rice. That was Steph, Stanley (laughs) Cheng. That was truly the most revolutionary idea of my past 10 years. Did we talk about it though? A long dining table, you need two points of rice access. Only, Only people that come from rice cultures will understand what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. You see, you like how I, I, I navigated that. Um, it was, it was just such a brilliant move, such a simple thing. It was like modern art. Somebody did it first and you're never the same after you see it. Right. Um, so I, I had it. And when I realized that, um, for whatever reason, I can't remember why we only needed one. It was in there. I had literally just put the scoops of rice into the bowl not even five seconds, 30 seconds before I dumped it back in. Knowing that we were going to have a lot of dishes, right? And you weren't, this is the moment where you have a lot of dishes already dirty and they're only going to pile up more when everyone's done. You have to really pick and choose what you're going to wash that you can wash cleanly by hand. You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Before the things that really are dirty go into the dish with dishwasher. We only have one dishwasher. We don't have two, like some families. So I quickly washed it out with soap and water and I dried it. That's clean I felt to me. like I made the wrong decision. That's clean to me. I think so too. That's totally clean. So, so, but Grace is like, if it's not in the dishwasher, it hasn't been cleaned. I don't know. I didn't even talk to her. This is just how I feel that I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> An imperceptible mistake. Yeah, I, I hear you. Noel, what would you have done? I mean, I think that that's clean at that point, but. Mm. That's clean as a whistle, man. That's clean. Yeah. Does every, okay, so what are, okay, what don't you put in the dishwasher? Do pots and pans go in the dishwasher? No, I never do it because you can't put a big bowl, a big platter. I mean, that's, what's the equivalent of that, Chris? Because, are you saying because it takes up too much real estate yeah. in there? Yeah. You have to wash those by hand. Oh. It's, it's like when you're packing a suitcase for a trip and you're like, I can't pack a winter coat. Then I got to bring a whole other fucking bag. I have to carry this on. And yeah, carry just, on this coat. Or you just omit it altogether, right? And you're cold or whatever. But I, I, I think that that's a pet peeve of mine. When you have giant platters or pots and pans, you cannot put those in the dishwasher. Mm. But everything else goes in the dishwasher after a pre-rinse. Yeah, but I, this pre-rinse thing, I don't understand. I Growing up, I, my parents never even used a dishwasher. We didn't even have one until like we moved when I was 13 or so. Yeah. And even then, my mother never used the dishwasher. The dishwasher, if you're in a certain kind of household... Is used to dry the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's where the clean dishes go. Yeah. It's where the clean dishes go. <laughs> Wait, is this a thing? Okay. My wife said to me, we were visiting my parents' house two weeks ago in Orange County. And my wife goes, it took me years to understand where the clean cups were in your parents' house. <laughs> she was like, why are they always in the dishwasher? I was like, 
That's where they go after they've been cleaned. They just go in there to dry. That's a thing that your family did too? Of course. No yeah. We had a dishwasher growing up, but my mom was very much a basically clean before it goes in scenario. And yeah, pots and pans were hand-washed, but... You mean a human on staff that would just clean your dishes for you? That's mm-hmm. it. For us, for us, like Chris, it was you wash the dishes by hand very well, and then you put them in the dishwasher to hang, to dry, to oh. air dry. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you were my dad, you washed them by hand not very well, and then they went into <laughs> the dishwasher to dry. I guess the question is, is when is it okay not to use the dishwasher? just to wash it by hand when did washing things by hand become foreboding i think that that's i think that's that's the thing i think that you've imprisoned yourself what set yourself free man i'm 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 actually i feel like i'm being ecologically responsible by washing things by hand i mean the least ecologically responsible thing is to wash them once and then wash them again in the dishwasher that's definitely not good i mean chris basically we're making an argument that anybody that double washes hates mother earth yeah hates mother gaia just trying yeah. to kill Mother Gaia. We're just going to send Greta Thunberg on your ass. <laughs> Can I say, one, okay, one other thing that I was thinking about as I was washing dishes the other day. Did you guys have this when you were younger? Because I think this is the, one of the most underrated kitchen, I don't know, appliances or tools. And it, maybe everyone's had this their whole lives, but I've only had it the last, you know, five years or so. Is the dish rack with like the little drain that like you can direct into your sink. Did everybody have this all the time? This is the thing? Because when I was growing yeah. up, we just had like a little th- a little tray that was just like, would have to be emptied every day or else it would get mildewy. Now it has like a little channel that pours the water into your sink. I'm just, I was behind the times, I guess. Everybody Did you say channel this. like a British person? Channel. <laughs> Did, does everybody have a channel for their dish? <laughs> for their wash? Are you, are you Robert Pattinson in makeup and character? <laughs> I'm no makeup. Is that man. the conspiracy theory? This entire time, Chris Yang is Robert Pattinson. <laughs> this is just what Robert. The fifth looks greatest like Batman. <laughs> the fifth greatest Batman. <laughs> they should put that on the poster. Robert Pattinson is the fifth greatest Batman. Dave Chang <laughs> barely beat out Ben Affleck. What is it going to take? Okay, really quick. What is it going to take for us to get a? Dave Chang show movie review quote on a poster. We got to get that to happen. <laughs> just mm. a thrill ride for the ages. Mm. Maybe if you just start saying stuff, like say really positive things about bad movies, Dave, and I bet we can get on a poster somewhere. We should make this a goal. My only complaint about the new Batman is there was there was no Brad Pitt or Gwyneth Paltrow or Morgan Freeman in it because it was the same movie. <laughs> it was It was basically two Brad Pitt movies. People don't understand. The new Batman is, without revealing too much plot, is two Brad Pitt movies. Can it's you name seven? Them? And Fight and, Club. And Fight Club. <laughs> 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 it's basically those two movies combined. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it, but I've seen the posters and it has a real seven vibe for sure. I'll have to see the Fight Club part. Yeah. All right. Next, next time we chat, we'll have done our homework. Sure. <laughs> I will have done my homework. Noelle will have done her homework. Dave will be up all night cramming the night before the next recording. Why? Why? Why homework? Why? This is a this competition. Okay, this is a competition. We have to. Whoever gets the most over the course of the next, let's say, whatever we, we call a season, we're gonna we're gonna have a running tally of who can do the most of these. That's it's all gonna right. be a, honor, a competition. Honor, club, honor system. I mean, I, I'm at three. Honor system. My ass. Uh, Pictures or it didn't yeah. happen. Also, Wait, Discord my word can play isn't too. good enough. My word isn't good enough. <laughs> Your mm. word also said you were going to have no problem completing these. <laughs> the next that week, was man. that was heavily edited by the Spotify <laughs> Ringer Podcast Network. <laughs> 
presented by Major Dome Media. You guys edited my words and made we deep, that. We deep faked you to yeah. pretend that you were going to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we we grade ourselves. And I think if you're, uh, I saw the people on Discord. That's what happened with on. every every reality competition show I've ever judged. I tasted it. <laughs> and on TV, it comes out, wow, that's an amazing dish. I've never uttered those words. <laughs> but Ever. in person, it was, wow, that's wow, amazing that's how bad so this bad. dish is. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but Discord people are already jumping on this thing. And we're going we're gonna to have them participate. And we're going we're gonna to score people, too. We'll come up with something. These are going to get harder and harder, too. Not that we're having an easy time right now. They're going to get harder? I think there's going to be a period coming up here. Legitimately, where... my, Jeep, my grades here re- really reflect my real grades in school. 30%. <laughs> Just like did not, <laughs> did not complete. Incomplete. You guys have never gotten an I. Have you gotten an I on a, a report card before? How many I's? No, have you ever just... gotten incomplete? What's no an I? Incomplete. No. I've gotten two in my lifetime. <laughs> two I's. Do you remember That's for a... what subjects? Yes, I'll tell you exactly for one. Mm. One was <laughs> Friendship 102. Was <laughs> 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 that a preschool class? What is Friendship 102? It was Friendship 102. I don't remember how. It was a freshman semi- like seminar thing, and I got an incomplete. The other one, I got an incomplete one, was Math 10. No, maybe I'm missing Friendship. M- M- friendship was like 10, whatever. I took a class called Friendship. That should be embarrassing enough. The other class was Math 102, Analyzing Cityscape. No, Cityscape, Analyzing Data. Math 102, incomplete. I had to redo it. Noel, mm-hmm. knowing Dave that- as we as well as we know him, Aren't you surprised that he even completed Friendship 101? <laughs> you know what I had to read? I remember where wet, Red Fern grows. Oh, where the Red Fern grows, man. Oh, my God. It's, it'll, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. That oh, and there's another one about a beans, the beanstalk book or something like that. I don't remember. Jack and the Beanstalk? No. grade was no, this? Was this no, a college no, This class? is college. There was, a, there was a book with about a bean about friendship or something. Legitimately, it was an English class, and all the books were on friendship. <laughs> you no. got an I. You got an incomplete. I got an I because I didn't do any of the papers. Because you were like, ah, he got the Jack got those magic beans. I don't really care what he did with them. Can a class be? You know, how embarrassing is to have a transcript to have two eyes for legitimately intro classes. Yeah. Math one hundred two I. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, man. Yeah. You guys don't have any D's. You can't. I'm the I'm the nightmare student so now you're getting the c yeah well anyway give us five stars how you rate this uh give me a hall hall pass for all my homework please and uh we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon